Hi, I'm Dr. Brill, and today I want to go over a piece of equipment that is probably the least purchased piece of equipment in optometry. And what I'm talking about is corneal topography. I have a wonderful piece of equipment here. It's very slim, very streamlined. It's the Medmont E300 corneal topographer. Now I've had it for quite a few years. In fact, I have a brand new one that I'm going to be installing and next year they have an update even further than that. But corneal topography, think about it. Our main refractive surface is from the interface from air to our tear film in the cornea. All right, I wanna go over five reasons that you should have a topographer in your office if you don't already have one. Number one, as we all know, from Optometry Optics 101. The main refracting surface of the eye is the cornea. So we're actually looking at the tear film, but the interface between the air and the cornea gives us our main refracting surface. So yes, we do use autorefractors, uh, we use keratometers, but we need to really see what's going on with the corneal surface. So reason number one, let's find out what's going on refractively with the cornea. Reason number two, Disease processes. Honestly, all the corneal diseases are going to affect the topography of our cornea in, in one way or another. So think about keratoconus. Now, we used to think that keratoconus had an incidence of about 1 in 12,000. I think some respects it's not, maybe 1 in 200, depending on how you analyze the cornea. We now have technologies like corneal cross-linking that if we could pick up and detect uh, top topographical topography changes uh, that are indicative of keratoconus in youngsters, we could do corneal cross-linking and perhaps prevent further changes like keratoconus. So I know it's important to check eye pressure, but how many children do you get eye pressure problems with when they're five or six years old? And although there is a standard, we need to make the standard for topography much younger. Let's pick up these conditions earlier and prevent further change. Number three, general contact lens fitting. Now with soft lenses, we have different base curves, but honestly, a lot of companies just come one base curve. But if somebody has a very flat cornea versus a very steep cornea, we should really know that. And your corneal curvature readings on your, on your keratoscope on your um, keratometry readings, that just is a central two to three millimeters. So we really need to know, and maybe you'll decide to put that 8.4 base curve on instead of an 8.6. So for regular contact lens fitting, regular gas perm fitting, regular toric lens fitting, we really need to know what's going on. For example, when we have a toric cornea, is it just axially, is it, or is it limbus to limbus? That's gonna help us decide what type of contact lens to put on. Number four dry eye. Uh, our dry eye surfaces really are impacted by the tear film. And now with non-invasive tear film detection, we could do a non-invasive tear breakup time and at least it'd be standardized. We all know in our own practices how we count down for how long the tear film will be stable, but we're getting more and more capabilities of analyzing the tear film with our topographers. And number five, finally, specialty contact lens fitting. So I'm an Ortho-K guy, we fit sclerals, uh, and I think there you really, really need to, the topographer to tell you what is going on. So in Ortho-K, anybody could fit orthokeratology lenses, we call it overnight cornea with shaping, but how do you tell what happened overnight? So just this morning, 
This is a patient who I detected keratoconus on. Now it's very obvious from the topographical map, this is an axial curvature map, that this patient has a problem. And it's very easy to demonstrate to them why they're not seeing well out of their glasses. And this patient varied from about eight diopters a cylinder to six and from the sphere from one to minus five. So they understand it when you show them this. And then this is going to be the basis for your fitting. So how do I know if they need a scleral lens or for a regular one? Well, there's a formula for the elevation map. So we can generally check on different maps, the axial map, the tangential map, the elevation map. And this is not a course in topography. Uh, see Randy Kojima or Pat Caroline for that. But this gives us so much information and so many indices that we know what's going on. And for sclerals and for ortho-K, I mean, it's crucial to have a topographer that you can trust. Here's Perry's, my son's topography from when he was doing overnight corneal shaping. This is from 2005. More current one from April of 2018. So here I have potential difference in over all those years, what's happened to the cornea. So this means we have ample reasons for doing corneal topography. Now, if you don't have one and you're thinking more with your business hat than your clinical hat, this is there's a code for this. All right, so I've just gone over five clinical reasons. Let's talk about the business reasons. There's actually a code for corneal topography. I'm not gonna get into the money part of it, but Every time I do a topography for a medical reason, for an important reason, maybe the patient pays, maybe uh, I do file it as a, as a code for reimbursement. Uh, so for an example, let's say you just charge $50, corneal topographers are not expensive. They're somewhere between $12,000 and $15,000, depending on what you get, what program it is, if you buy it at a show. So if it's $12,000, you charge $50, you get 240 topographies and you have the basics of it paid for. This is the standard of care and we need to really address our needs to do a good job for the patient. Um, now there's different types of topographers. I prefer the MedMont. It's a standard. Every time you see uh, articles, generally speaking, they're showing the MedMont topographer. Uh, Oculus has one. You can get one that's attached to your Topcon autorefractor. So know what you're going to need it for. If you just want a general idea, or are you going to use it to design contact lenses? Are you going to use it to simulate your contact lens fitting on the on the uh, monitor before you even try lenses on? So. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of things you need to know, but let's get on board. Let's do topography in our offices and you're gonna provide better care. And it's also another profit center for you. Thanks for listening to this quick tech tip. Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group where you can join in on conversations like this. We will put the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook entrepreneur group.